It's that time again. Time again for the Go I.O. Go podcast, podcast number 15. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I'm joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go I.O. Go. Hello, Ian. Hi, Jeff. How are things going? Oh, there. Oh, there's the crowd. Yeah. Well, it's going pretty good. Good, good. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, here we are, podcast number 15. We've been gone a little bit. Um, we had uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, so you and I didn't get out uh, and do a podcast. We did a little, um, I did one interview, I think, with C.J. Johnson. So, um, got some big doings going on this weekend. In fact, um, I got a little song for you. Check this out. If everybody had a Yeah, surfing USA. The boys from the West Coast are coming. And it's the Mountain West Championship. How about that? What do you think about that? It's pretty amazing if anybody would laid money early in the season that San Diego State would come to Laramie two out of three weekends. This is the first team, I think, to ever have to do this in any sport. <laughs> they come up two out of three weekends, it happens to be the polar opposite of Wyoming with San Diego. Being in San Diego and San Diego State, so it's pretty amazing that we're sitting at this spot today, um, a couple months into the football season, to be playing for a championship and actually hosting hosting a team like the Aztecs. Well, I tell you what, we, um, we probably, if I would have told you this at the end of August, that this was going to happen, You'd probably look at me really funny, would you? Wouldn't you? I mean, come on. If I would have said this, well, I'm a yeah, I'm a little eternal optimist. I'm always looking at the 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 big picture, everything. Now, I didn't come out and predict we were going to go to the Mountain West Conference Championship, but nothing uh, is out of a realm of possibility with my perspective, especially what Coach Bowl had been at his previous stop. But I don't think there's any any question that this program. I was looking at year four, five, and six as going to be in the watershed years and I still think they're going to be the the big years uh, down the road because this program will continue to mature but you're right um it I, I don't think you're going to have a lot of people that would would have been a lot of people that would have looked at you pretty crazy like for even suggesting something like that but you know what I think this uh this was a real overachieving team I think the seniors had a lot to do with it of course uh the big difference uh, Josh Allen at quarterback, he's been like the central peg to that offense, and uh, of course Brian Hill. So it was kind of one of those perfect storms. I think everything kind of came together. Uh, the team uh, keeps mentioning when you talk to them, they talk about um, spring ball and fall and how everything was just kind of gelling. So um, here we are uh, at the at the Mountain West Championship game. Uh, and uh, this is going to be broadcast on Friday, so the broadcast or the game is tomorrow, um, Saturday, and it's at five forty-five. Is that the right time out there, Mountain Time? Five forty-five, nationally televised on ESPN. Uh, Wyoming will have the only major college football game on ESPN that day, the big network. Um, you brought a good point up. I think uh, this year, I you know, this was certainly we're still in a rebuilding 
situation with this football team, but I think having a difference maker at the quarterback position like Josh Allen was just enough to get Wyoming the hump. This is still a team with a lot of underclassmen that's just continuing to gel down the road, but you bring a great point up with, with the Josh Allen, I think he has been the one guy that's maybe taken this team from being a five, six-win team and getting it up to that next level. Oh, you're you're, you're absolutely correct because uh, without Josh Allen, I don't see this team going um, going very far. Uh, and, and I I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just a fact. I mean, he's the one that's taken this team a lot of times on his back. He's always made uh, a lot of critical plays. And uh, kept uh, the drives going and um, uh, had game-winning plays. So, yeah, he's he's been the glue that's held this team together, I think. And uh, but but don't um, uh, don't forget those uh, seniors, especially the senior receivers, and then uh, uh, Waka. They have really really brought this team along. And Chase Appleby. Uh, unfortunately, we won't have him in the game, but he's been also uh, a factor in this. So it's been a um, a happy coincidence, and uh, hopefully uh, tomorrow um, they'll be able to put a game together against San Diego, even though we have some guys out. Chase Appleby's out. Uh, who else is out? Um, oh, God, his name just hit me. Uh, DJ May's going to be out. And, yeah. Uh, um, you know, you bring a good point up about the senior class. Now, relatively, this is a small senior class, not a very big uh, numbers in terms of like New Mexico, who had 28 seniors that graduated, play their uh, final home game against the Cowboys, regular season home game. This Cowboy team does not have a big senior class, but those seniors, and every year you expect your seniors to step up and make difference. And you're right, every one of those seniors complimented a player like a Josh Allen, player like a Brian Hill, those guys uh, stuck the program, stuck through this program through some tough waters, and uh, they were able to get in there, and make those plays, help make those plays, get the Cowboys in this great situation they're in right now. Well, speaking of seniors, and I just talked about Waka a minute ago, uh, I talked to him later, th- or later, earlier, earlier this week. I talked to him, and uh, we talked about. Um, this game and the last game and uh, what it's like to be a senior. Let's listen. Well, we have uh, Lucas Waka, linebacker, University of Wyoming, senior linebacker, University of Wyoming Cowboys, joining us today. Lucas, welcome to the Go Wild Go podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. And um, First of all, congratulations on making the big championship game this weekend. I'm sure you guys are all fired up for that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, Guys guys can't wait until this Saturday, and uh, it's definitely going to be a um, memorable memorable, uh, experience. I I agree with you uh, because I have never – well, let's see. It's been a long time since I've watched Wyoming in championship football, so – uh, there are people that um, weren't even born the last time uh, that Wyoming was in a game like this. So this is a, a really great event. Uh, I tell you what, let's get the bad news out of the way first. Uh, just real quick, you're coming off a, a game at, at, uh, that uh, didn't quite work out so well down in uh, New Mexico. And um, just wanted to ask you, um, 
uh, and I suppose you've been asked this a lot, uh, what was New Mexico doing to you this time that made uh, made them so effective? Well, you know, we uh, with, with me being a leader, we just, um, I, as me being a leader, I need to be able to uh, find out what is going wrong and be able to execute those things. And, I mean, most of it falls back on me about, uh, about most of the stuff that they did. And, uh, you know, guys just didn't have their eyes right or, uh, miss their fits and, and I mean that's really what the whole day was consisted of uh, shout out to uh, New Mexico they had a great scheme uh, to play us and you know it was at least we lived to fight another day and uh, we'll be playing this Saturday which is a great thing but uh, yeah definitely the, that type of game uh, doesn't need to happen ever yeah, well, you know, uh, they really did have a good scheme, and they had obviously picked up on something because it was—I mean, it was totally off, obvious from the get-go that that uh, they had their running game going, and and it just seemed like that you guys were shifting out of position, or they they were using misdirection or something on you, but it just just really out of sorts. But I guess that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, uh, you're coming into. Uh, the championship game this weekend, um, and you, it looks like you're going to have a really good crowd. Tickets are selling really well. Uh, this has got to be gratifying to a guy like yourself who's been around uh, under two different coaching uh, regimes and uh, stuck it out the distance. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, I've never been in a championship game or played a 13th game of the season, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a fun experience for not just me, but for everybody on this team and uh, for the coaches and for for everybody. And uh, definitely take it in, take it all in that we are playing for Mountain West Championship and it is the next game on the list. And, uh, we do play San Diego State and how much of a hard fought that game was last year. It needs to be uh, the same type of energy that was forced last week or a couple weeks ago when we played them the first time. Now that uh, they always say it's harder to um, uh, beat a team twice, uh, is that something that concerns you? Uh, no, uh, we'll, we'll just have to watch film and uh, execute the things that we're taught to execute, and uh, and that's that's what the, that's what football is about: uh, being able to execute things that uh, you need to be able to execute to achieve the highest uh, possible things. Well, that's good. We're all looking forward to it. Uh, it's a historic occasion. I mean, again, it's been uh, 20 years or so since Wyoming has been in this situation, and uh, they really kind of wrote you off at the beginning of this of this year, so this must be really, really gratifying for you guys. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. Going from first to, I mean, going from last to hopefully first is uh, definitely going to be a uh, awesome feeling and uh, like I said guys are just really excited about this week and, uh, and just can't wait till, uh this weekend to start you going to have any family members come up from Texas to see this uh, yeah my mom dad and little sister uh, will be able to come well good good I'm fantastic I'm, uh, did you tell them to bring some extra clothes yeah they're kind of, uh, yeah we'll definitely be wearing some extra clothes so <laughs> well, that's great. Okay, well, thank you, Lucas, and good luck this weekend. And uh, go out there and uh, get one for the Cowboys. Thank you. Sounds good. Appreciate it. 
Well, that was Lucas Walker, my conversation with him. Uh, uh, I really like that young man. He's positive, and uh, when I asked him if it was harder to beat a team the second time, he didn't hesitate to say no. I would expect that to be a perspective uh, with most of the team. I think San Diego State's probably in a tougher situation coming this game than Wyoming is. Coming up to Laramie back at altitude is going to be colder, a little bit windier, a little bit out of their element, but you know, that was a great answer by Waka. He was straight to the point. He said, no, that's good to hear. And I'm assuming that's the general feeling of the entire football team right now. Oh, I, I bet it is. Uh, these guys are really excited. Uh, now, I also had a chance to talk to one of the receiving corps on the offensive side and got their perspective. Uh, let's listen to my uh, conversation with Jake Malhart. Well, uh, Go Wyo Go uh, podcast, I'd like to welcome Wyoming receiver Jake Malhart. Uh, Jake, welcome to the Go Wyo Go podcast. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Well, uh, these are always kind of awkward things when uh, you, you ask people to talk to you uh, after a, a weekend that you had, a, kind of a tough loss. But um, I guess it, those things happen every now and then, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the loss was tough, but, you know, the sun came up on Sunday, and, um, you know, we heard we're hosting a championship game, so kind of a quick turnaround to um, get focused up for this game. And, I mean, it's the most important game of the season, and so um, that's all that matters now. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, uh, not many teams uh, get to end their regular season on a sour note, but get to turn right around and uh, – get a chance at ultimate redemption for the conference championship. That must be uh, really something. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, some of us were talking that have been on the team for a while. Two years ago, our last game was at New Mexico, and we lost it, and our season was just done. And so this is just a great opportunity that, you know, we ended up losing to them, but we get a chance for redemption in San Diego State, and, um, you know, that's, it, that's an awesome opportunity. At home as well, which has uh, got to be comforting for you guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, our fans have been so good this year, and so it's great that we're able to get them one more home game. Now, there's been some discussion, as you probably know, you know, after the game, everybody was was uh, shocked um, that it, it turned out that way. But uh, was there um, the fact that you guys had clinched it on Friday when Air Force won, uh, did that have any effect on you guys going into the New Mexico game? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of cheering, like you would think, you know, when we found out. We found out right when we landed in New Mexico that we had just clinched. And, um, you know, you'd think most teams were would be really happy and stuff, but our coaches did a really good job, actually, of telling us, you know, we're not done. we got to win this game. We don't want to share the um, Mountain Division Championship with a tie, even though we're the ones who advanced. Um, you know, we wanted to be the ones who won it outright. And so our coaches did a really good job of telling us, you know, we needed to really focus on the game ahead. And so a lot of different factors played into, um, you know, what happened on Saturday. And, you know, the team was really upset and everything. But, uh, you know, we have to move on. Well, yeah, you have to move on. And uh, uh, I really do take comfort in the fact that, you know, in the uh, – three losses previous to this you know uh, they were on the road and you've come back to Laramie and you guys played super well so if the pattern holds out uh, we've got some good things to look forward to this weekend 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it helps, you know, with what great fans we've had at home. Um, the atmosphere's been awesome all season long, and so, um, you know, we're hoping to keep the trend. Well, you know, the uh, tickets are going pretty well, according to the reports I've seen, so uh, you're likely to have um, the best crowd that you've had all year. I mean, that that's awesome to hear because, you know, it's not warm out there, and so just to see how much this game means to our fans and, you know, how loyal they are to stick through us um, all the way until uh, December now, and so, you know, just that's a big thank you to them. Now, uh, you mentioned that it was cold. Now, are you guys going to practice outside this week to um, kind of acclimate yourself for that? Um, you know, that's a day-to-day decision that Coach Bowl makes. Um, you know, the players don't have any say in that. And so but I, I have no idea what we'll do. I, I would imagine we'll be outside at least a couple days. And so, um, you know, it's not snowing yet or anything. So I, I would bet we'd be outside. Now, uh, as a player, um, uh, do you think it affects you one way or the other if you guys were in the um, indoor practice facility for the whole week and not tried to do this out in the weather? Uh, do you think that's a factor or uh, does it matter? Um, I don't think it matters. I mean, we're outside most of the day anyway, and so you you know it's cold. I mean, we played enough games throughout our years that um, a lot of us know how to play in the cold. And so I think it will affect us a lot less than it will affect um, San Diego State, who, you know, they're, they're outside, but it's, it's nice outside right now in San Diego. Well, they said uh, the reporter from San Diego at the press conference uh, today on the phone said it was cool. They were having like 56 degrees. <laughs> so uh, I know. I mean, I'm from that area. My mom's been complaining about how cold it is. And I say, <laughs> I tell her she has no idea what cold is. Yeah, you know, no concept, you know, if you've, if you've been around Laramie, I mean, I, I, I went to summer school in June one, one year, and it snowed. So yeah, it's a, it's a different place. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, um, I want to wish you guys good luck and congratulations on getting to the big game. I mean, nobody, nobody gave you guys a chance at the beginning of the season. I think the press rated you as finishing last, so that must feel pretty good. No, it feels awesome. You know, we're. When spring ball started, we kept saying um, we had too many good players to have a bad season. You know, we had all this talent on the team to underachieve again, like the years past. And um, so we we felt it as a team, you know, and um, it's hard to get people to believe us because of the years past. But, um, you know, the, it's awesome to see what, be in the driver's seat right now and be playing in the conference championship game that, you know, no one expected. Well, that is great. Fantastic. Okay, well, good luck to you guys this weekend. And uh, there's going to be a lot of Poke fans there. Now, unfortunately, I can't make it. It's a little little far from Virginia. But, uh, you know, I'll be on TV and watching you and ESPN. So, again, uh, congratulations and good luck. And um, uh, go Pokes. Uh, thank you very much. That was my conversation with Jake Mahart. Again, another one of those great seniors that we have and, and part of a great uh, uh, receiving core. Uh, probably one of the best receiving cores we've had in a long time, going back to uh, uh, Harrison and Yarborough uh, years. So uh, that was a nice conversation I had with him. Yeah, those two seniors really stepped up. Uh, while Mulhart and Gentry um, playing like veterans this year. Hollister at the tight end position. 
they all just stepped up really well. And it was uh, interesting to hear him talk about the perception and whether uh, being from California, his mom talking 56 degrees and that being cold. So that's that's certainly something to look at when San Diego comes up here. Um, but it's always funny to hear the different uh, perspectives on whether, you know, being from Wyoming, growing up in Wyoming, and then uh, hearing what the people from the West Coast say. But, yeah, I was uh, – the, the catches that Gentry's made this year, Mulhart have all been big, Hollister, and you just uh, get a feeling there's going to be a few more catches with, with those guys uh, for the remainder of the season. Now, uh, have you looked at the forecast? I guess it's going to be – it's going to be cold. It's going to be in the mid-20s. And uh, I think wind might be a little bit of a factor. Uh, have you heard anything to the contrary? You sound accurate in what you just said. Um, I'm looking at 25, 30 degrees by kickoff, and that's probably going to continue to go downward. And the, the, there's going to be a wind issue up there a little bit. It may be 15, 20 miles an hour during the game. Um, so we're going to get that uh, familiar Laramie wind, cold chill uh, type feel in the stadium. This is not, I, I would assume this is the coldest game of the year. In fact, I, I'm convinced it will be the coldest game of the year Wyoming has played in War Memorial Stadium. And it's been a great, a pretty good year for weather, though. Yeah, it has. It, uh, uh, not really a bad weather game uh, all year long. So uh, we're going to have some cold temperatures. Now, I imagine with that wind, uh, both teams... Uh, especially San Diego is going to really lean on that run game. So I, I guess we're going to see a lot of their uh, great uh, running back, uh, Pumphrey. Am, <laughs> am I saying that correct? We're going to yeah, see Donnell Pumphrey. Pumphrey, yeah. San Diego State's uh, strength is their big offensive line, well over 300 pounds, probably the biggest offensive line in the Mount West Conference. They like to grind it. They like to pound it. And that's exactly what we're going to try to do at the Cowboys. Not no different than what they did two weeks ago. So the Cowboys are going to have to stay tough against the run. But um, probably not a whole lot of throwing from San Diego State. I don't think their quarterback, uh, watching him play, can make near the plays that Josh Allen can with his arm. So they they want to definitely develop that run game and try to work the Cowboys down. That's the one thing that worries me a little bit about the defense. I mean, we're down a couple of players. We're down – Chase Appleby's gone. Um, who else is missing from the defense? Um, oh, we've got DJ May. Well, Sidney Malalulu is no. uh, questionable. He'll probably play. He's that that mixed defensive tackle that gives Gafane and Kane a break. Um, and they got DJ May down. Um, I believe Kamana's going to step in, play there. He is a, a junior, senior, and upperclassman, so he – uh, does have some experience uh, playing, so that's going to help. He just doesn't have the speed that DJ May has. Of course, Granderson's been out. So, yeah, there are some uh, injuries on that defense, but this is one game they got to got to put it all together and play hard and find a way to get a victory. Well, that and um, the offense has got to be efficient. The offense has got to stay on the field, you know, and uh, long drives, uh, eat up the clock, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, the three-and-out thing just is not going to help them at all. Well, I think the blueprint, uh, they beat San Diego State two weeks ago in Laramie. I think that's the blueprint to beat San Diego State. And the Cowboys did it. I don't see why they can't do it again. And also keep in mind, San Diego State had two kickoff returns for touchdowns. So they scored 14 additional points. 
that normally teams aren't going to score during the course of a game. So I think the Cowboys have to be ready on special teams and not give uh, San Diego State any of that extra points and, and, you know, instead do it defensively against their offense and try to keep it maintained. So I think they can do what they did last time two weeks ago. They'll have a good chance to win that game. Yeah, that's true. And uh, uh, each team has their blueprint, and uh, I know that uh, there's going to be some wrinkles. Uh, even um, Coach Long talked about that. He, they expect Wyoming to have a couple of wrinkles that they haven't seen, and uh, he hinted at uh, them having a couple of wrinkles. So uh, it's going to be a really interesting game, and uh, I'm <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't know. I, I, I will not hesitate to tell you I'm nervous about this, but uh, uh, back in the mind, I, I think that the Cowboys can do it. Well, the, the tangibles will be on Wyoming's side. I think playing at home, a big crowd that's going to be very energetic, um, a student section that's going to be in the game, the weather patterns that will favor Wyoming, um, San Diego State having to do that travel again. I think the Cowboys have some pretty good intangibles on their side. It doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but I, I'd i rather be in Wyoming's shoes going this game, not San Diego State's right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's uh, uh, having to come up to uh, next to... Uh... Next to the uh, next to the sky, as they say, uh, can't be uh, all that uh, uh, comforting to them. So, uh, yeah, I think that um, uh, we've got some uh, intangibles there that really do favor Wyoming. Uh, just this is just a little side note here. I wanted to get off into this. Uh, this is looking down the road a little bit. Uh, longer, but you know we we are bowl eligible, or they are bowl eligible, I should say. Uh, any thoughts on that as to uh, where the possible bowl game will be? Yeah, I got some inside information. Uh, I'm not going to tell exactly where, but I got some information that was kind of interesting this week. What I heard was, and we'll see if this plays out to be true, is if Wyoming wins the game, they'll be in the Las Vegas Bowl. So the winner of that game on Saturday will play in the Las Vegas Bowl. Well, I tell you that. I didn't say anything about the loser. Um, the loser, I would, I'm would. i kind of assuming that the Cowboys lose the game, they're going to end up in San Diego. And I think the loser of that game will end up in San Diego. I think Boise State's probably going to end up in the Cactus Bowl which will actually be a pretty good bowl for a, a third team in the Mount West Conference who they get to play. And there's a chance that the, the Cowboys could get matched up with if they win that game, um, play in Las Vegas Bowl against Mississippi State. There's a chance that Mississippi State may end up in that bowl game. And if they go to San Diego, they'll definitely play the BYU Cougars. I would rather play Mississippi State. <laughs> and, and so, and, well, I would rather play in Las Vegas because that means we're about West Conference champions. Yep. And Mississippi State, even though they're not a great SEC team, they are still from that conference. And I think that would be a really good opponent for Wyoming to play. But per, for, personally, I wouldn't have problem play BYU. I think Wyoming would match up pretty well against BYU, and it would be a good chance to take a, a good shot at those guys and beat them. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, but, uh, God, BYU, uh, the thing that drives me nuts about them is that they always seem to get that extra play or just some kind of fantastic thing happens that they win the game, and it's driven me crazy over the years, and I hate them, and 
I just don't want to have any more. <laughs> I just don't want to have anything. Yeah, to do I understand. Anymore. I understand what you're saying, but you know, the best way to get back at your enemy is you defeat them, you embarrass them, get them on the battlefield and beat them. That's kind of the way I approach that game uh, with BYU. I'd be very excited to play BYU. Again, much rather Las Vegas because that means they're not West Conference champions. But I think that Vegas, uh, that bowl game in San Diego, um, it would be an exciting one to play uh, play in. Um, and you're right, BYU always seems to have something uh, crooked happening off the record. Crooked, I guess, <laughs> tends to come up with a player too. We could probably sit here and talk hours upon hours about through the years of those games they played at Provo. But fortunately, that game would be on a neutral field. I think it would be a great crowd, by the way, too, which I think would even make that bowl game another exciting factor to it. Well, now, the the one factor for me, besides what you say, uh, you know, the fact that they would be the uh, champions uh, and uh, probably in the um, Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, my preference is Las Vegas because I was checking out plane tickets flying from the East Coast uh, to go because I'm going to the bowl game. I already put that marker down. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, better connections. It's cheaper. You can get better deals going to Las Vegas. It's a lot more expensive flying to San Diego. So, there's the fin- <laughs> there's the financial side of it, but you're right. Uh, the more important thing is that there would be the Mountain West champions, and and if it does turn out that um, Mississippi State is a team, that would give us a chance to have our fourth victory over an SEC team. Now that would be something. Good point there, Jeff. I'm glad you acknowledge that. Wyoming's won three games in a row against SEC opponents. That would be the fourth one in a row if we could win that. And um, and also, you're, another point you bring up that's really important, I really think the turnout in Vegas would be a little better in San Diego just based on getting to Las Vegas is easier, it's cheaper. I think we'd have a really, really good crowd in Las Vegas. Um, you know, they have to sell 11,000 tickets or the – University has to pick up what they don't sell, so I think Wyoming would at least sell eleven thousand tickets for that game, and would it be it would be an amazing atmosphere, especially if Mississippi State's that team. Well, I tell you, my uh, son's rooting for them to go to um, Las Vegas because I told him I'd take him to Las Vegas. I could afford to take him to Las Vegas, but I couldn't afford for both of us to go to San Diego. So we've got a right. Uh, okay, so he, I, I can see where he's. <laughs> He's definitely going to be a Polk fan this weekend. Oh, yeah. He he might be a Virginia Tech Hokie but, uh, most of the time, but he's a, he's a Wyoming Cowboy fan this weekend for sure. He uh, So uh, uh, that's a that's an added bonus for him. Uh, going to take him along. So, uh, well, let's see. We're, um, we're going to have Tom Laycock on with the recruiting report. Uh, but before we do that, I have an, also another interview with uh, Coach uh, Haig, the uh, recruiting uh, uh, coordinator for the University of Wyoming. And uh, before we play Tom's report, why don't we listen to my interview with the coach, all right? Well, we have a special guest on the podcast this week, Coach Gordy Hogg, the uh, recruiting uh, coordinator for the University of Wyoming Cowboys. Coach, uh, welcome to the Go Wyo Go podcast. Thanks for having me. Coach, I wanted to ask uh, uh, you to come along because 
we're here towards the end of the season and it's it's been very good and uh, it won't be too long before we start turning our uh, eyes onto the uh, recruiting scene a little heavier and I just wanted to catch up with you and uh, ask you um, uh, with this really good season we're having a, a, a almost championship season if everything works out uh, how's that been helping you in the uh, recruiting wars yeah well I think uh, I think you start with uh, you know the formula that uh, winning helps everything not just recruiting but uh, a whole lot of different things and so um, it certainly helps in recruiting at the aspect of you know you're getting on ESPN a little bit more so your exposure's out there uh, you know your brand is becoming more national um, you know, in the areas that we recruit, you know, are pretty far away, and sometimes those games aren't being able to be viewed. But with winning comes along, you know, more TV uh, audiences and, and uh, recruits being able to watch that. And um, obviously, you know, with our track record, what we've had, um, you know, at our previous school, you know, being able to build it into what it is now um, here at Wyoming, I think, uh, you know, kids actually – you know, buy in and understand what we're trying to sell. And, uh, you know, we're not a staff and uh, we got a lot of good things happening. So they want to jump on board and check us out. Now, uh, looking at your recruiting now, I know previous regimes have uh, done a lot of recruiting down south, Texas, uh, down in the warmer states. You guys seem to be really focused on uh, the Midwest or a little bit closer to home. Is is that by design? Yes, that certainly is. uh, You know, the first the first month that, uh, you know, we all got here in Laramie, um, you know, we sat down in the staff room and talked about, you know, what the Wyoming profile entails and, um, you know, what where those kids are going to be um, found. And so, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we gotta we got to recruit our home state. Um, and we go in every spring uh, to every single high school in uh, the state of Wyoming. And uh, we pretty much do the same thing uh, with the state of Colorado. And so, you know, those two states – um, you know, very crucial to our success um, as we continue to build this program. Um, you know, talking about Midwest, obviously we have ties from our previous school, and so you know we feel like those type of guys really fit into our systems of being tough, cowboy tough type players, and um, and everything. And so you know we're able to you know have those relationships built with coaches that we've uh, you know we've been talking to for a long time and getting them out here to Wyoming, it's only going uh, to continue to get better. Well, now you were in Fargo, which isn't exactly a garden spot or a, 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 a large metropolitan area. So given that experience, uh, is there much difference recruiting to Laramie than it had been in uh, Fargo? You know, it's not, uh, it's not much different, um, you know, in the attractions and things like that. You know, the one thing that we do sell um, is obviously playing in the Mountain West and then, uh, you know, actually having better weather, believe it or not. Um, but also um, all the things they can do outside. I mean, mountains and, and things that the Midwest really doesn't have um, is definitely a selling point. And, and uh, you know, it's a really, really fun experience to be able to be in this area and be in the Rockies, uh, you know, really build a Cowboy Tough football team through Midwest kids and kids around here and, all the places we recruit. Now, a lot of people will say that it's really hard to recruit to Laramie. I mean, that's that's the thing you see on the message boards, and a lot of people say that. Uh, in in your experience, 
is it harder to recruit to Laramie or is that just a, a mindset thing? You know, I think it's uh, something that uh, if you feel like it's a problem, it's going to be a problem. And, uh, you know, all of us on this staff feel like we're in a great place and we love the, the town of Laramie and feel like, you know, we just got to find the guys that, uh, that fit in this atmosphere. And, uh, you know, once you find that, you're going to find success of kids in the classroom and, and on the football field, and uh, they're going to have a great four or five years here. And so I wouldn't say it's uh, extremely difficult by any means. I think it's just finding the right type of kid. Now, another thing that came up on the board just the other day, um, discussion we were having, uh, someone mentioned that, um, you know, they they found a quarterback, they thought he was pretty cool, and they were going to let you guys know about it. And then there was guys saying, hey, don't bother them, don't tell them about that kind of stuff, they're not interested. So I'm going to just go right to the horse's mouth here and say, uh, for those of us who live out here in the uh, hinterlands, away from Wyoming, uh, if we do see a prospect, uh, do you mind us emailing you uh, the information? No, of course not. You know, I'd be happy to look at uh, you know any prospects that you know everybody has. I mean, we do try and stick to our recruiting areas, so getting outside of our areas um, becomes really difficult. Um, but I mean, if there's guys and there's connections and all those kinds of different things, I'd be happy to look at. Them. Okay, well, good, good. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for taking uh, time out and talking with us about recruiting. Uh, uh, oh, and I wanted to ask you one more question before we go. Uh, you've got the championship game coming up this weekend. Uh, do you have any recruits? Don't need to, not names or anything, but are there some recruits going to be able to experience that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we cleared it um, through our, uh, the conference office and, you know, checked all the NCAA rules and all that fun stuff, but... Yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have quite a few guys on official visits, um, which is huge for us, as we only get um, you know two weekends of official visitors in the month of December, and so we get to have one this week, and we get to have one next week, and we'll have uh, a lot of really good kids uh, on campus these next two weekends. So we're pretty excited about it. Well, I tell you that uh, can't hurt, but make a good impression on a recruit to go to the championship game. Yep, certainly. Well, Coach, thanks again, and um, maybe uh, later on uh, after uh, it's all said and done and the the letters of um, uh, um, LOIs, what are you, uh, forgot how that goes. Well, when the, after the LOIs end, maybe we can call and uh, talk to you again about how it went. Yeah, certainly. Certainly be happy to talk to you. All right. Well, we had Coach Gordy Howe, and thank you, Coach, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks so much. That's Coach Gordy Howe, the recruiting coordinator. Uh, interesting conversation. Uh, and again, we're getting into that part of the year, you know, when uh, recruiting starts uh, really looming up. Uh, I was really heartened to hear about... Uh, Just in time for Wyoming football, because last year at this point, they were all out on the recruiting trail, really trying to gin up the, the recruiting process. And you have this extra football game that you're not expecting earlier in the year. Could it's going to be the biggest atmosphere game of the season? And what a great opportunity uh, for Wyoming! Another week of uh, of a football game for these recruits to come in and actually take a good look at Laramie and the game day atmosphere around uh, the football stadium. Oh yeah, and and the thing is that and at the point that they made. And I think Tom makes the same point is, you know, you get two recruiting weekends in December and that's it. And uh, if we had played that game in San Diego, 
you know, they would have lost that recruiting weekend. So this is really helpful. They'll get the two weekends. And, uh, well, that's a good point. I mean, San Diego, uh, Cowboys in San Diego this week, and they're not having these visits uh, coming in. I think it's huge that they're getting this this weekend uh, with the recruits coming in. I, I bet they get a couple of those guys over the hump that may have been sitting on the fence uh, and may not decide to go to Wyoming. <laughs> Cowboys are probably going to pick up a few extra players just because of what, what has happened over the last few weeks. Oh, I think so. I think and we might get somebody – that we might not have gotten. So uh, it's really a huge, huge opportunity. And uh, since we talked to the recruiting coach, the uh, director of recruiting operations, uh, why don't we um, listen to uh, what uh, Tom Laycock had to say. Wow. We have Tom Laycock with us, recruiting guru for Go Wild Go. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the Go Wild Go podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Now, uh, we're going to go into a kind of a special deal here because this weekend, University of Wyoming is going to be playing in Laramie in the championship, the conference championship game. And I understand that uh, we're going to have some young men there. some recruits observing this. Yeah, so far as I can tell, Jeff, we've got about eight recruits coming in uh, for their official visits. Uh, you know, when you look at the Wyoming uh, recruiting class thus far, it's very much uh, centered around the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, there's there's five offensive linemen, one defensive lineman committed. And I think now you're going to see a little more work on the, uh, on, I hate to call them the skill positions because uh, that denigrates what offensive and defensive linemen do, and there's plenty of skill involved there. Uh, but you're going to see the squirrels. You're going to see the wide receivers, the cornerbacks, uh, the running backs, the quarterbacks, the, the guys in that, those areas that are going to uh, be visiting more and more. Um, of the eight, uh, I, I think the one thing that really kind of permeates through this group is, is an upgrade in athletic ability. Uh, you know, I spoke with Devontae Cox. So he's one of them from Rochester, Illinois. Uh, 4-4-5 guy. Um, when you watch his video, uh, they just get him the ball and tell him to run. And that seems to be working out awfully well for him. Um, so he's a guy with uh, offers from Eastern, Western Illinois, Illinois State, South Dakota, Wyoming. Um, we'll see if that goes. Wyoming will be his first official visit this weekend. Um, then you look at someone who, uh, you know, to bring in someone to get him the ball and get other people the ball. And uh, a young man named Tyler Vanderwall, a, uh, quarterback from Sacramento. Um, he'll be in this weekend as well. He's from Christian Brothers High School. He is right now a uh, commit to Ball State, although he's backed off of that commitment a little bit. Says right now it's between Wyoming and Ball State. Um, 2,800 yards, 23 touchdowns through the year, six on the ground. Um, coming out to whatever he wants to see. Um, you know, he's, he's been here before. He's camped here before. And uh, just kind of wants to, to see what the uh, atmosphere is like for, for a ball game. Um, in terms of receivers, you got two wideouts, uh, two other wideouts that are coming in. Uh, C.J. Colden is a young man that we've talked to a few times now. Uh, he's from the St. Louis area, the, uh, Belleville, uh, Illinois. Uh, friends with Brian Hill. Uh, grew up watching Brian Hill, admiring Brian Hill, so he's looking forward to getting back out here. 
and uh, and taking a look at uh, what Brian's doing. He's a three-star, 13 scholarship offers. Um, some of the bigger ones are Wyoming, New Mexico, uh, Bowling Green. Uh, so nice offer list there. Uh, another St. Louis area wide receiver coming out is Reggie Crawford. 6'3", 200 pounds from Chaminade Prep. Uh, big guy, fast guy. Offers from Wyoming, Illinois, Illinois State, Ball State, New Mexico. Um, he's coming out to visit as well. He's going to take all of his visits, he thinks. Um, he'll be going out to New Mexico, South Dakota, Missouri State, and Ball State, too. So, uh, once again, we talked about, you know, kind of uh, upgrading the athletic ability. Uh, we see that with a couple of the guys. Uh, Keon Blake and Baker uh, from the Chicagoland area cornerback. Since he's coming out, and then we've also got one defensive lineman uh, by the name of uh, Colby Barker um, from the Oregon area. Uh, Keezer, uh, Oregon, is top three, Wyoming, Air Force, and Hawaii. And he plans on visiting all three before making a decision. He'll be in Laramie this week. So that was a lot of information in a short period of time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that kind of sums up. Uh, there's an excitement around the program because uh, instead of just selling the concept of past victories at another school, all of a sudden you've got a little more of a record to run on uh, as it relates to Wyoming. And so I think the, the young men uh, who are being recruited by Wyoming had previously enjoyed the coaching staff, um, kind of bought into what the coaches were saying, but maybe were holding back just a little bit until they saw some success. Now they're, now they're certainly getting all of that. Well, I, I tell you, that's got to help. I mean, uh, you're going to bring them to Laramie, and it's a championship game. And uh, by golly, I hope the the Cowboys can do well. But at least it shows that the that the program has the ability, even in this early stage of uh, uh, Bowles' development uh, for the program, that uh, they can be competitive. So that's got to help. It does, and I think this is a you know shaping up to be a class that uh, is going to come in and really add some some much needed depth to the program. You know, and one other piece that I, I was very happy to see that Wyoming was able to host because this is a program that uh, if, if this game would have been in San Diego, uh, you know, it would have been very difficult to get guys on campus to visit this weekend. Uh, and it, it's a program that you know as, it, as it's growing. Uh, you know, frankly, I can't afford to give up a visit weekend this week. So, uh, best of both worlds, you get to, you get to host a title game, um, you get to show off your university, and do so during the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Did you um, did you have the opportunity to talk to any of these young men about their uh, about them coming to Laramie uh, for the championship game? Yes, we talked to them all. And uh, what are their thoughts? Uh, do they think it's pretty cool that? Uh, there's going to be a championship game going on? They do. You know, it's, it's exciting for them. Uh, all of them knew that the conference championship game was happening. Uh, you know, and frankly, sometimes when we talk to the young men getting ready for their official visit, there's, you know, they, they might know who the home team's playing. They might not. Uh, each and every one of them knew what was on the line this week and was excited about it. Cool. Boy, that's got to be, uh, that's got to be helpful. And on top of that, now you're an Iowa guy, and uh, we've heard you talk right. about that. Uh, there's going to be a basketball game that same day. Uh, I think it's Northern Iowa, isn't it? Did I get that right? Yep, yep. 
you and I Panthers. So uh, you have a little experience with them, don't you? Uh, yeah, my uh, both of my parents went to UNI. My brother got two degrees from UNI. Uh, I've got uh, an aunt that went and two uncles that all attended UNI. Wow. So you kind of invested there. Do um, you know anything about the team, uh, what, what they're going to be bringing to Laramie? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a strong team uh, in terms of uh, fundamentals. You know, they'll, 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 uh, they'll not be overly tall in the middle. Usually they tap out about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, I think Sam Carlson is a post uh, that does that again this year. But, you know, once again, it's a skilled post. Um, you know, you can step out and shoot a three. Uh, but, you know, fundamental, they will fundamentally get to death. Uh, with, you know, guys like Jeremy Morgan, Wyatt Lowhouse, uh, who play very, play very well on the outside, on the perimeter, and uh, are able to get done what they need to when they need to get it done. It's a group that doesn't mind going deep into the uh, shot clock and getting a good shot. Um, so it's, it'll be an interesting game to watch, a very deliberate uh, very deliberate group of Panthers. Well, it certainly uh, will help the Cowboys uh, uh, compete against a team like that, so certainly uh, that's always a good thing. Absolutely. It'll be a good test. Well, very good. Okay. Well, um, I wish I could make it out to the game. Um, uh, airline tickets were a little problem uh, trying to get them at this late date. But uh, I hope you're going over to the game. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Already got our six players ready. Well, good, good. Okay. Well, thanks for the report. And uh, let's get that victory this weekend and get that uh, get that uh, championship trophy in the trophy case over there. Okay. Sounds great, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Take care. Oh, that's Tom Laycock, uh, recruiting guru, as I like to call him, for uh, Wyoming. Uh, a lot of interesting comments about the uh, group of young men that are coming in this weekend. It's good to hear that they're all uh, coming in, uh, that he talked about. Uh, of course, he's put articles up on Go Out Go on all these players, uh, did interviews with them, and they're all excited to, to be excited for the championship game and be able to be a part of that. Well, you know, that's a really unique situation. So um, it's really uh, fallen uh, on a really great uh, event. A historic event, and so uh, I think uh, it's going to help us get some of those young men uh, in brown and gold next year. I felt the recruiting was always picking up momentum over the last couple of years. I, I just felt like you know the, the staff was doing all the fundamental things right with recruiting, um, with inroads and recruiting, and something like this just helps take the thing to the next level because they're getting the players they know they can win with when they're getting the first-line, second-line type players. And it just appears to me that Wyoming is getting a lot of those players that are on top of their list right now, each uh, individual position. Yeah. And, oh, speaking of individual positions, they got the one kid from California that's the quarterback. And what's interesting in that uh, is that we just had a young man on our team, uh, backup quarterback, announce that he's leaving. And so... Uh, that's got to be pretty frustrating for a kid to come in that's a high-quality athlete and uh, be behind somebody and, and not get the playing time. Well, that's kind of the risk. I, I had that in the back of my head entering into this season because I had Josh Allen with three years in the program, and I kind of wondered how Chandler Garrett would handle that. Um, 
I thought he had a chance to be a really good quarterback in Wyoming. Chandler Gary had all the tools, the mentality. It was a great recruit. The Cowboys worked on him for a long time. Uh, he's one of the earliest commits they had in the program. But I just don't think he wanted to wait a couple more years behind Josh Allen that's really emerged as a as a quarterback at Wyoming. By the way, Josh Allen, a quarterback that is going to be an NFL prospect, and a high NFL prospect, uh, just based on the skills he has. He had Chandler Garrett. He was a great a great prospect, uh, somebody that had a good chance to come in and play early at Wyoming. Now we're looking at having faith in this coaching staff, which I do, that they're going to go out and find themselves another, another quarterback. They've done a good job at this point doing that. Well, yeah, and, and maybe the young man was a little impatient if you consider the fact that Josh is so good and he is a possible NFL prospect. We might just get one more year from Josh. Yeah, you know how that goes. Good point. Yeah, good point. We don't know where where Josh is going to be a year from now. He's six foot five, six six. He's a very good runner, um, mobile. That's definitely an NFL quarterback. Uh, arm strength. I'm already here. Some of the NFL scouts on TV have been talking about him as a potential a big time NFL prospect down the road. So these a lot of these players don't have much patience. And um, unfortunately, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, what's going to happen with Nick Smith? Is he another guy that's getting anxious to see some playing time? But I, I feel the coaching staff's going to make the right steps and they're going to do the right things uh, to make sure that position is solidified regardless of what happens with Josh Allen. Yeah, that's, um, that is a. As, as illustrated by this year's performance, that is so. Quarterback is so important. I mean, uh, last year, you know, we had the young man that uh, was, uh, he was playing as hard as he could, but, you know, he just didn't have it. And uh, we saw a little bit of Josh last year, 13 plays, and, boy, it was just immediately obvious that the kid had it. And uh, now he comes in this year, and he proves that um, quarterback is probably the most important offensive player that you can have well coach Bowles said something that was very interesting he said that you can have a game manager as a quarterback but you need to be very strong on the defensive side of the ball you need to have a strong offensive line be able to run that football if you're not a grade in that those categories you're more like a b minus c plus type category you really do need to have that difference maker at quarterback um, you can get away with the game manager if you're very strong at the other spots on the field. So Wyoming, good football team this year, but Josh Allen has been, uh, along with Brian Hill, has really made this team very difficult uh, for defenses to stop. Yeah, I tell you. So, oh boy. Well, you know, I'm I'm feeling kind of blue. You know, I wasn't able to um, work out uh, coming for both a bowl game and the championship game. I didn't have that uh, uh, scheduled in my finances, uh, so to speak. So I've opted to come to the bowl game. So um, it makes me kind of sad, and and, and sometimes I think of this song right here. (laughs) Why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Why, oh, why did I ever have to go? Why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? 
Oh boy, why, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Oh well, <clears throat> that's the bane of the existence for us uh, compatriots that uh, are uh, uh, out here, <laughs> what I call the hinterlands back here and all over the country. But uh, looks like we're going to have a lot of people coming in uh, this weekend, coming in tomorrow. And so um, I'll be watching it on ESPN. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people around the country will. So, uh, Ian, you're going to have to represent me and the rest of us really well at this game. Yeah, I have a good group of people that will be joining me up in Laramie. I have one other gentleman that will be coming up with me uh, to Laramie. Um, I know some people that have not been to games in years that are making the trip up from Denver. Um, someone in your situation, um, you know, being out in the hinterlands, like you like to say, uh, there's other folks out there in your shoes. You know, you got to go where you go, you know, to make money and whatever. So you guys will be watching on TV and, and having you at the bowl game is going to be great, too, because those bowl game attendances are very important, too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, picked, uh, picked my shot, and so I uh, decided on the bowl game, and that was even before I knew that we were going to be in the championship game. So uh, I, I will use that as my excuse. Um, but I am glad to see a lot of people are picking up and getting into Laramie. Um, uh, it's by all indications, it's going to be well attended. Uh, have you heard any latest uh, estimates on um, attendance? Well, I'm trying to gauge it, estimate it, take all the information, and I think we'll be uh, somewhere in the mid-20s, uh, somewhere between Boise State Air Force crowd, I think. Um, there might be a potential where there's a run on a good lock-up sale tickets, uh, and the student turnout's going to be critical, too. How many students are going to turn out? They can return, uh, turn out and big record type numbers uh, that will help push that towards the capacity. Um, the basketball game is also a big one uh, with the double header between football and basketball. Wyoming's been a very good opponent in basketball, an NCAA tournament uh, caliber type team. They're going to be in the double A. I think there's going to be a good crowd in there to help them because when football season's done and we're looking in March and we're looking at postseason, that game on Saturday could go a long ways to tell where the Wyoming basketball program could end up uh, later, uh, earlier next year. Now, what time is the basketball game? The game's at 1 o'clock. Uh, the football game's at 5.30. So uh, the basketball game from 1 to 3 o'clock. Then you got about two and a half hours to three hours uh, for tailgating activities. So it's actually a pretty good schedule there for people to get in the town, get to the basketball arena, and just walk right across the parking lot over there and start the tailgating or do whatever you do, go out for lunch uh, before the football game. Yeah, it's going to be one of those premier sports weekends. And if you can make it, I uh, really encourage you to go. And uh, like I said, for all of us way out here so far away, we'll be catching it on TV. So uh, you know what time it is, uh, Ian. It's about time to do this. Ah, there you go. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good, and I look forward to seeing you at the Las Vegas Bowl in two weeks, Jeff. Well, you know, uh, I hope you were right. Uh, let's get those Cowboys to get that victory, and uh, I'm going to host one up for them. And uh, by golly, I tell you, we um, we were due, aren't we? 
we are at time. It's about time. All right. Well, uh, why don't we just take it on out of here? There you have it. Go Wild Go Podcast number 15. I'm Jeff Fry, and I've been joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go Wild Go. This is a Jackalope Ridge Media production, all rights reserved. Go Cowboys and win the championship.